Welcome to the Organized Holistically podcast, where I help you get your business and personal life organized. I'm your host, Dana L'Oreal Morales, and I can't wait to share this episode with you. All right, guys. So today I want to talk about anticipating the needs of your customer. Many of you all are at a point in your business where you're still trying to establish yourself. You're still creating those base products. So ultimately you don't have a lot of clients coming in. You may have a couple of clients, but you don't have a ton coming in. So you're kind of twiddling your thumbs thinking, how can I get more clients? What is it that I can do right now? I'm questioning whether I should be in business. I'm getting a lot of questions related to being in that mode of your business. And I like to call this the, um, kind of that starter period where you're still trying to get your your footing under you right and so at this stage of the game you're doing a couple of things number one you are really doing a lot of business development you're you're trying to get business in the door and getting work and paid jobs in the door totally understand that But in the meantime, in those empty spaces, there is some work that you can be putting in for your business. I like to tell people this is a great opportunity and look at it as just that, an opportunity for you to grow your business in other ways so that when the work starts coming in, that you are actually prepared for it from a process and system standpoint. There's nothing worse than gaining gaining the work and the you know winning the the client and then turning the client off because you aren't prepared for them right so you could be as smart as you want to be but in the end if you don't have your stuff together it's going to show and so i want you to begin to use this time that you have in your business to really solidify your systems and processes throughout your intake process as well as your business as a whole. So one of the things that I want you to begin to think about are what are some, number one, what is what is some of the information that a potential client is going to need if they land on you, if they get to your door, right? So let's say that your marketing has worked and, and the things, the effort that you're putting in to draw people to you has worked. Now they're at your front door, meaning they're at your Facebook page, they're at your Instagram, they're at your LinkedIn, they're at your website, they're at your course landing page. And the question you need to ask yourself is what is the information they need to be able to cross over your threshold? What is it that they need to do or that you need to answer for them to have them come on in? right? To go ahead and commit to you, be that a small commitment. It could be a freebie. It could be a small course or a small, you know, purchase. Um, and then, you know, continue on through the journey with you. And so from that mindset, I want you to think about what a customer needs to know. What are the questions that, that they're, they're bringing to the door, right? They're knocking on the door and they're saying, hey, is so-and-so in? What is that question, right, that they're asking? And the only way that you're going to really know this answer is, of course, to understand your target market, to understand the client that you serve. You don't serve everybody, okay? That's <laughs> Understand that. 
We don't serve everybody. So once you identify who it is that you're truly serving, what are some of the concerns that they have? What are some of the things that may be stopping them at that door and keeping them from knocking, right? Um, and, and as you begin, and it's, it's not just one answer. I want to be very clear on that, that there may be multiple things that are keeping them from coming through the door. For me and, and for my audience, it is oftentimes the ability of time. Like I don't have a lot of time to, you know, to give because I'm a side hustler, right? And so if I'm a side hustler and I only have so much time to work in my business, who has time to really sit down and do these processes, right? I don't have a lot of money and I don't have a lot of time. So those are the two key pieces that usually keep people from engaging or knocking on the door. And so I want to answer those questions before they even get to the door. I want people to realize that number one, my service can be either on demand, right? Which solves that time issue, or it can be one-on-one -on -one service where we can set a block, set block of time. And you know, at the end of this, X, Y, Z is going to be done, right? So that's one thing that I, I work to answer before they actually have to pay or get to the point. I don't wait for that, that discovery call or that engagement conversation. I start to talk about that ahead of time. The other thing that I want to address is the cost, right? I purposely have positioned Organized Academy to be a cost-effective resource for those who can't afford my one-on-one -on -one service uh, fees, right? So they're willing to put in the sweat equity for the lower cost that meets them where they are from a price, price point standpoint. So I let them know, hey, for the cost of a couple of Starbucks, you could have all of this information for 30 days, right? And each month you can commit that same amount and get 30 more days. So they know that, hey, I can afford this and I can do this, you know, month to month. I can pay for it, you know, over time meaning I can pay for 12 months at a time and know I have a year to get through all of this content, or I can say, I'm going to pay this month. And guess what? Next month, I can't really afford to do it. I need to put that money somewhere else. Okay, great. No problem. When I can afford to come back, guess what? I can come back at the, at the price and get back in and continue the journey. Okay. So that is very clear coming in before they get started, that these are things that I can help them with. What is something else that could be a roadblock for my clients? Being um, a side hustler. Most courses, most trainings are during the day from eight to five. Most um, expect that you have a lot more time than you necessarily have. Again, going back to that time question. Okay. So I let people know, listen, I'm a side hustler myself. I work a full-time job. So I understand where you're coming from. And I speak from that side of the house. So does that mean that a full-time person can't utilize my services? Absolutely. They can use my services. It's not only for side hustlers, but that is my that's my target audience. Those are the people that I serve the most, right? So a full-time solopreneur can most definitely utilize the services, but they'll understand the tone that I'm using because I make that clear before they come to the door, okay? Um, again, those are just mine, but from your perspective, it could be 
what price, you know, what um, payment processors you use, what types of payments do you accept? Um, what is your return policy? Uh, what colors do you utilize? Is there a deposit ahead of time? All of these things are things that could prevent someone from knocking on your door or who may be misconstrued by conflicting information, okay? A couple of scenarios that I recently, I'm gonna share with you a couple of situations that I recently found myself in and because I like to look at local business and my interactions with business to see what could they do differently um, in their particular situation. So this scenario that I'm gonna talk about today, I'm not gonna tell you the business name, but it is a small business and it's a, a chicken establishment, right? They, they tout, uh, they sell hot chicken and that's, they're known for hot chicken, but they sell a couple of other things, right? That's not the only thing that they sell. And so, you know, one day I said, I'm going to, I'm going to go and frequent this, this business, support them in the endeavors that they have. And so the first day that I went to visit them, um, I went in, there was a table of people sitting there and, and note the establishment, although it's large, it was not really set up to have eat in service. So there weren't tables and chairs. I think there was like one table, there may have been a booth, but ultimately it was a, you come in, you get your food and you go. I didn't know that going in. So that's one of the things that they could have advertised on their website, on their Facebook pages. I did look at their Facebook page, their and their website. I, I don't recall them having an Instagram page, um, but on those two locations, it never mentioned that there was no eat-in service, okay? So I went in to order my food and she told me it would be a 45-minute wait. And this was like lunchtime in the middle of the day. And I said, you know, I don't have 45 minutes. So you know what? Never mind. And so that day she said, I'm sorry, come back. I was like, okay, I, I'll try to come back another time. And so that was one day that I did not eat at that location because it's a 45 minute wait. So a couple of things they could have done. One, we don't, you know, it's, it's to go. There's no eat in service. And they could have advertised that they recommend that you call in your order or that is a, you know, typical orders take 30 to 45 minutes when you're ordering specific things. Something that comes to mind is I know that Crackle Barrel does this. Um, I think Sundays they serve like a, a chicken dish and it says 45 minutes will take 45 minutes to cook because they want the food to be done. So that's something that this restaurant could easily put by that uh, item to just let the person know before they even open their mouth to order that particular item that, hey, it takes 45 minutes to cook. We recommend you call in your order, right? That could be on their online website, um, on the online menu, on the Facebook page, what have you. The other thing um, that happened, okay, so I left that day. I came back another day prepared to wait 45 minutes. I was like, okay, no problem. I think I went in around seven o'clock. We're going to say it was about seven o'clock. It was not later than that. And I went in to place my order and I, I, you know, I placed my order and she gave me this look. She said, I'm so sorry. We are out of that. And I was like, you're out of chicken. And she said, well, it takes us 45 minutes to cook it. And we close at eight. 
<laughs> so again, I'm like, okay, I understand it takes you 45 minutes, but it's seven o'clock. You don't close till eight. So you should be able to cook the chicken and have it ready by 7.45. If you close at eight, that's not a problem, right? I don't mind waiting. She said, no, it just, it would be past closing. We, you know, we just don't put in orders this late and we're backed up already. And I was like, you know what? No problem. And she said, would you like something else? I was like, no, I, I would not. So I left a little irritated at this point because this is the second time <laughs> that I've attempted to come into the restaurant. So I said, okay, no problem. So again, another opportunity to say, please, you know, the last order is placed at whatever time. If you're ordering this or this, we take our last orders at this time. That again, it's just a quick communication for someone trying to place orders. Remember, everybody has not always been in your establishment to know your rules. If I was a regular customer, I would already know this, right? But if you're a new, you're a new establishment, someone looking at your website or driving by and deciding to stop, that is a deterrent. And they need to be aware that, hey, uh, we'd love to have your service, but this particular item you cannot get after this time, or you need to call in your order if you don't have this amount of time to wait. Like this, to me, if someone trying to buy the service would not balk at that, I would say, okay, let me call it in. I'm leaving the house or I'm leaving this location. Let me go ahead and call it in now. So by the time I get there, it will be ready. Okay. Um, so you know, they ended up closing a couple of times and, and they're really, they were really good about advertising when they were going to be closed. If you were a client who knew they had a Facebook page and you followed that, they did communicate that. So I do give them points about that, but the frequency of them closing was a little more than I would have liked uh, for an establishment. But that's a whole, that's a hiring and uh, scheduling issue that that's a secondary thing. But these are just a couple of the things that you can do as a business and think about yourself from a client perspective and not from an owner perspective, because sometimes we're like, well, we've got to close like we're, you know, we're a family owned business. And so, or I'm a solopreneurship. And so it's just me. And if I get sick or if I've got to do this, I got to close my business for the day. And that's okay. If it is, a scheduling type of business where they have to schedule your time. If I'm out, if I decide I don't want to work this week, my clients don't necessarily have to know. I just block off my calendar and I'm just not available. So they don't know if it's just me not showing up for work or someone booking me out for the week, right? Whereas if you have a brick and mortar store or if you have an establishment where people where you're supposed to be in a specific place at a specific time, each week, or you have a store that is open from a certain time to a certain time and you advertise that, and then they make an effort to come to your location or come to where you're going to be and you're not there, or you only have certain products or you, you know, that's a problem, especially if you can let them know ahead of time, you are, you you are wasting their time, you know, in that effort. So another scenario I can give you is for those who um, are in the construction business or in any type of service business where you are going to the client. So contractors, landscapers, anybody, massage therapists, like mobile massage therapists, mobile um, 
detailers where you are, someone has scheduled time with you and are expecting you to show up at a specific time and you don't show up, you don't call, you don't confirm. That is a huge issue. Again, that's a process problem and it's a systematic problem that you have and you need to get that resolved very quickly because that is the quickest way for your business to lose clients is for you not to do what you need to do. Okay, so a couple of ways that you can combat this is number one, when scheduling, make sure that you're scheduling, if you're using a scheduling app, that it is up to date, that you are putting in buffer time between your appointments so that you are not bumping two appointments up against each other and not accounting for travel time, right? That's extremely important. So Looking at your service area, can you get anywhere that you need to get to within your service area within 30 minutes? If that's the case, give yourself a good 30, 45 minute um, buffer time between appointments. Um, you can always look at that and say, okay, we have some time, we can bump you up. Can you take this appointment early, right? Or give blocks of time of we can uh, come to your appointment between this time and this time. But if you give a block of time, you best better show up during that block of time, right? Don't wait until, you know, let's say your block is from two to four. Don't wait till four o'clock to show up and then think that you're going to have two additional hours. That's a problem, right? So we need to think through the overall scheduling process within your business and what it is that you do. This is going to um, require you to understand the amount of time it takes you on site, Okay, so and at what point do you call it quits and have to reschedule more time or that you have to adjust, right? So if it's something that's really complicated that in general it takes you, let's say, 30 minutes to do, but on a super complicated call, it's going to take you an hour, then you may want to build in that buffer time and say, okay, we're going to book this for this time and we're going to add buffer time. Now, if you have an appointment after that, you can call them ahead of time and say, hey, we know your appointment. Let's say that your first appointment is from one to two. Okay. So it's really from one to one thirty, but you built in 30 minute buffer time to two. Your next appointment starts at 2.30, okay? Let's say that you get done with your appointment early. Well, let's back up. Let's say that you, the day before you're looking at your appointments, you're calling and verifying, are you still interested in this appointment? If you have an automated appointment scheduler, it can send out that communication on its own. They can confirm. You can look at your schedule and tell that, okay, this may end early. And if it does, I wonder if they can take this appointment early. Then contact the client and just say, okay, I see that your appointment's at 2.30. Uh, the appointment prior to yours may end earlier. If we do, would you like for us to come on out? Or would you uh, prefer for us to keep it at 2.30? Most people, if they've already taken off for the time, are, oh yeah, you can come early. It's not a problem. Just give me a call when you're on your way, right? Or they'll let you know, no, I need 2.30 because I work and I, you know, I'm just going to take off for that specific time. So communicate, right? That's the key here is that you should just communicate with your uh, clients and let them know what's going on. Most people will respect that more than you not calling or you not showing up. 
Okay, so build that into your processes and into your systems. And all of this is just about anticipating your client's needs. Put yourself in their shoes and think about, you know, when Comcast scheduled this appointment with you and they didn't show up on time, how did that make you feel, right? What happened? I had taken off work, they didn't show up, I had to call them back and then they tried to charge me for them coming, right? So all of that frustrated the heck out of you, made you mad and made you have a bad taste in your mouth about not only that company, but also that technician, right? So think about how that, kind of parlays it in the word, but how it bleeds over into the reviews that they leave you. If, if you have a, comp, a business that takes tips, how that affects your tips, how that affects just your relationship with your client as a whole. And if this is a consultation that you're supposed to be showing up for to potentially get their business, how is that going to affect you getting the final business from them? Okay, so think about all of this, make sure that you have things in writing, that you have explained things while you're there, you're not rushing. All of this is important and it leads into you actually closing that deal and getting the information, um, you know, getting the end result that you want from that potential client. And this is all about anticipating the needs of your clients. Um, before they even come to you. Okay. So use this time wisely. Don't sleep on it and don't feel like, oh, my business is failing because I don't have clients. Maybe, right. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to prepare for what's coming down the line. And so use this time. <laughs> don't, don't waste this time that you have because you'll wish you had it later, okay? So I hope you found this information helpful. As always, if you have questions, if there is that burning thing that you want me to talk about, by all means, uh, reach out to me. I am on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out there or you can hit me up here on the podcast as well. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Organized Academy, where you learn all things organizing that will help you holistically balance your business and personal life so you can live the life you always dreamed of living. Learn more today and become a member by visiting organizedacademy.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. And I hope you found something that will help you in your organizing journey. If you did, consider leaving a comment or review so it will help others know the value that you received. For more information regarding this or any other episode, visit dlmorales.com. And as always, do something today to fill your happiness bucket. I'll see you next time.